Gabriella Balcom won the right to have a novel published by Clarendon House Publishing when one of her stories was voted best in the anthology in which it appeared. Her book, On the Wings of Ideas, came out following this. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy? Horror? Sci-fi? Romance? Literary fiction? This multi-genre collection of short stories includes all of that and more and has something for everyone. Gabriella's stories will alternately move you and bring you to tears, captivate or horrify you, and have you on the edge of your seat. Don't miss out. Be sure to get a copy today. Submissions are now open until August 1st for the Sweetie Cat Press Anthology, The Whole Wide World. The submissions should be episodes of no more than 3,000 words and as few as 50 words about the worldwide adventures of Detective Curly Knucklewad and his assistant, Miss Wanda Wowser, as they go on a manhunt for the unknown thief of the limp noodle sauce recipe stolen from the secret government food laboratory in San Francisco. Submission guidelines are in the blog section of the Sweetie Cat Press website at sweetiecatpress.com. That's sweetiecatpress.com. S-W-E-E-T-Y-C-A-T-P-R-E-S-S dot com. Gabriella Balcom's thrilling sci-fi novella, The Return. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay that way. Although it's the year 2027, most of the facility's research is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd clamor for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. By the time 2030 arrives, researchers have worked for a while with feline service units and human replicas. HRs, who are virtual prisoners with no rights. More and more of them are dying and they long for freedom. Surprisingly, one of the top scientists isn't happy with the status quo either. Tensions are mounting and things are not as they appear. Summertime is here, and the best way to beat the heat is with these great deals at MythMark.com. Join the adventure with sisters Emma and Olivia as they journey through the land of imagination in search of Yoon, the magical unicorn, in David K. Montoya's The Missing Unicorn and the Land of the Zombie Fairies. Or travel with poet Christopher Bice as he shares his thoughts on love, death, inspiration, and madness in Escaping the Darkness, Running from My Dreams. If fantasy romance is more your speed, join Celeste and Merrick as they figure out how to defeat the evil Ren doll while they figure out the plans of the elders in Stephanie J. Vardy's The Chosen. Like comic books? We got them too! Hot Off the Press is American Smash by Alan Russo and David K. Montoya for $4.99. Or enjoy our older releases like The Hunter's Exodus for only $2.99. Also, just in time for the summer are these other hot deals like Zoe M. Montoya's Uni Whale t-shirt, blue for boys and pink for girls, only $33.99. Or Lupus Bits the Podcast shirt for $27.99. For all our art lovers, we have something for you too with our prints and lithographs. Check out the Ed Bickford collection for $15 each or enjoy the art of Vincent May for $15. We have everything you'll need to stay inside and beat the summertime heat at MythMart.com. For more information, go to www.MythMart.com. 
Call us at 870-557-2612 or email sales at mythmark.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on our wayward son, there'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest, don't you cry. You've known me my entire life. Say something nice about your sister. My sister is a nice person. <laughs> That's my sister. Welcome to the episode. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 52. And the voice you just heard was my sister, my, my blood sister. Yes, the one I grew up with. She's 10 years younger than me, but we grew up together. And I kind of nailed her at the last minute and said, hey, Say something nice about your sister, like you heard. So that was my sister. Um, I have a few comments that I'm going to be putting in. Some I haven't actually heard yet, so we'll be listening to them together. So yeah, 52. Episode 52. That is an entire year's worth of podcasts. Now, I mean, I missed a few weeks at the beginning, but I now have 52 episodes of Lupa's Bits under my belt. And you know what's kind of neat is that I'm recording this today, and my shirt came today for Lupa's Bits, the one that you can get at Mythmart. And it just kind of struck me, holy crap, I have a year's worth of podcasts. (laughs) So this episode is titled A Year's Worth of Podcasts, (laughs) because I've done an entire year's worth of podcasts. Just on Lupa's Bits, that doesn't count the amount of ones that I did on Mythbits, where this whole journey kind of started. Well, not kind of, it actually did start on Mythbits, and it led to where we are today, episode 52 of Lupa's Bits with my own show and my own fan base, my own listeners, my own commentary owned by the Jason Mod cast network. <laughs> Yes, I'm, you know, shameless plug for the company I work for. So, yeah, over the course of the show, you're going to hear some comments from people who have known me in various stages of my life, various places in my life, people that have known me, my, well, I can't say my sister's known me my entire life. I've known her, her entire life. And you'll hear comments from people who have known me my entire life, people who have known me for 33 years People who have known me, most of these people have known me an awfully long time. And I, when I put the call out for comments for the show, for people who knew me, just so you could kind of get an idea of who I am and where I'm coming from, what I'm doing, and how I got to where I am today, I said to them, you know, tell a funny story or, you know, recount a funny memory. And I didn't get any of that. I got some really personal messages from from the people that have known me. And, yeah, they kind of, you know, I, I there may be tears. I'm warning you now. We started with tears. 
we're going to end this year, there may be tears. <laughs> so, okay. So I think the next clip I'm going to let you listen to is my wonderful, amazing brother-in-law, the one married to my sister. And yes, I kind of, you know, just held the phone up to him and said, say something nice. Well, you'll hear it. So here you go. 30-second clip. Say something nice about your sister-in-law. Which one? Me for my podcast. Because you're always saying use it on your podcast. So I'm going to use you on my podcast. Steph is very kind and very nice. (laughs) And she prompted me to say this. This is coercion. Coercion? But you were not paid. You were coerced, but you were not paid. Coercion without an S. With an S. So, yeah, that was my brother-in-law. He, uh... Dude's got a sense of humor, but then again, he married into this family, so he kind of has to. He's a lot of fun to hang out with, and we joke around a lot, but I really do love my brother-in-law. He's uh, he's a pretty decent guy, and he takes pretty good care of my sister, so I can't complain there. Nobody listened to me anyway. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Heather. Thank you, Scott. Uh, even though I kind of came up to them with my phone and shoved it in their face and said, say something nice, they did. So I'm... Uh, I'm very happy with that. Yeah, they've kind of seen me go through a multitude of stages in my life, a multitude of changes. Scott's been around for a long time. He and my sister have known each other since high school, so Scott's kind of watched me go through my first marriage, the birth of my kids, and my second marriage now, and the raising of my kids and the birth of my grandkids, so he he's definitely family. And he puts up with my sister. (laughs) I love her, but she's not easy. She knows it. None of us are. The the Harris women, we are, uh, we're strong women. And we aren't easy to love all the time. And we aren't easy to um, get along with all the time. Because we have very strong opinions. And tidal waves of emotions and moods. (laughs) Sometimes the mood swings are bigger than at the theme park. They've seen me through a lot. So this next clip I'm going to play for you is uh, the woman responsible for all of this. If it weren't for her, I wouldn't be here. So, yeah, this is my mom. Now, I'm going to warn you now. uh, No, I did not just record a beautiful message in my own voice and say it's my mom. My mom and I sound a lot alike. My sister is the only one that got the feminine sounding voice. Um, Now my mom does have a slightly higher pitched voice than I do, but we do sound very much alike. So ladies and gentlemen, my mother. Okay, so now we're with my mother. My sister was ridiculous. You heard my brother-in-law, he was not much better. So now I'm coercing my mother to say nice things. Oh, I can say nice things. She is the wildest, craziest, happiest child of mine. Aw, thanks, Ma. <laughs> she's, she's always there to help you, with, you know, without asking for anything in return. She, she is the best. And she's my co-pilot to go to Florida this winter. That's how I'm helping her save on her hydro bill this winter. All right, winter. you can stop now. You're making me cry. <laughs> That's not the point of this. <laughs> I love her to pieces. Thanks, Ma. She's my firstborn. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm your oldest. I love you, too. (laughs) Yep, that was my mom. She's really good at making you cry. It's kind of a thing we have in our family. Uh, My brother, my sister, and I started it years ago to see which one could give the gift to our mom at Christmas that would make her cry. 
So I think she's kind of taken it onto herself to find those moments when we're least expecting it and um, say something like she just did to make us cry. Because, yeah, there was a tear. There was a tear. And yes, I am going to Florida with my mother for the winter. (laughs) She said she'd help me with my heating bills. That's how she's doing it. I'm not going to complain. You know, I think that's a pretty decent way to pay my heating bill. I'll just pay it from the sunny poolside in Florida. And then in February, I'll pop over to California for PCE. And then I will pop back over to Florida. And I am going to be a snowbird. Actually, sorry, let me rephrase that. I'm not going to be a snowbird. I am not old enough to be a snowbird. I will never be old enough to be a snowbird. I'm going to be aid to a snowbird. There we go. That works for me. I will be aid to a snowbird. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go down uh, probably the first week of January and come back sometime in April. You know, when the cold and the snow and all of the crap is gone and I don't have to deal with it because my car doesn't have snow tires. Now, I mean, I'm not going to have my car with me. My opportunity to drive across the states is going to have to happen in like September or October. If like when I go to PCE in February, I'll have to fly because that's a five day drive. Did you know that? It's a five day drive. It's actually closer for me to drive from where I am in Ontario to California than it is to drive from Florida, which is in the United States, to California. Like, it's only, I think, one day and 11 hours to drive from here. But, uh, yeah, so Mom and I usually take about three days, and we drive down to Florida, and we... (laughs) Last year's drive was hilarious. Uh, We had a few tense moments in the car. Uh, Weather was kind of crappy until we got a little farther south. And uh, we came up, we coined the phrase verbal autocorrect. You know, when you're, you're typing on your phone and it decides to autocorrect to absolutely something beyond ridiculous. Well, somehow about halfway through day two, our brains and our mouths had, were not, were no longer communicating. <laughs> and what we thought we were saying in our brain was not necessarily what was coming out of our mouth. So it was verbal autocorrect. And we came, let me tell you, we came up with some really funny words. (laughs) It's hilarious. And it's never duck. It is never, ever, ever duck unless it's a duck. There was a duck. And that's where we kind of came up with that. It's never a duck unless it's a duck. (laughs) You're driving, I think we were, where were we? I think we were in Indiana. I don't know, it was flat and rainy. And we were we took a lot of the back roads because on the highway, you just, in a little car, you just cannot see. My mom is a nervous driver, so the transport truck's going by and the rain. We were heading up a curve on the highway and you could see the guardrail one minute and the next minute the guardrail was gone. And I knew the road curved to the left, but we couldn't see the road. And then all of a sudden the guardrail was in front of us. And thankfully my mom reacted quick enough or we would have been through the guardrail. And that's when we decided, okay, time to get off the highway. And we'll just, I'm really good at Googling back roads. And we went through some really beautiful little towns. I did get miss getting my welcome to this state sign um, because you're coming in on the back road. So there isn't the great big, you know, now entering Georgia, now entering Indiana, now entering Tennessee, now entering Kentucky. 
So I did miss a few of those. So some of the pictures that I got were like pictures of, you know, the town hall <laughs> in the middle of the square. And it's really neat. Every small town you go through, especially in the south, there's this central town square. And that's where like the courthouse building is or the like the town hall building. I kind of started looking around up here to see if it was like the same up here. The smaller towns do have that ability. They do have that little town square and and the the town, the center, town center, I guess, where the rest of the town is kind of built around it. And you can kind of see the town spiral out from that main. But it's not as prominent as in the States. And it's like, it's this whole area in the center of town. And there's this big ornate building and there's usually a church somewhere nearby and then there'll be like this little park or a little parkette in the center of town with a statue of somebody famous that lived in that town or ran that town or was mayor of that town at some point in time, usually the 1800s. And it's really kind of cool. And it was, it was a really neat cultural experience driving the back roads because there's a lot of things on the back roads that you don't get to see from the highway. So, yeah, we, uh, but anyway, we were driving, I'm pretty sure it was Indiana. It was flat. And it was raining and we really couldn't see much. And every now and again, we get a break in the rain and you could see the fields were fairly full. And we're driving along and all of a sudden I hear from the seat beside me because mom's driving and I'm just kind of looking out the window and I got them. Yes, we did actually use an old school road map as well. Because some of the places on the back roads don't necessarily have signal. And she likes to compare the maps. So we're driving along and I'm looking out the window and it's all quiet. And all I hear from the seat next to me is duck. What? <laughs> Verbal autocorrect mom. It's never duck. She's like, no, duck. And I look up and there in the middle of this puddle on the side of the road is a lone duck. Just sitting there paddling around in the rain all by himself in a puddle. And I looked and went, okay, so sometimes it really is duck. <laughs> It was kind of funny. We laughed about that for a good 45 minutes because, you know, it's never duck. It's never ducking. It's never duck off. But at this point in time, it actually was duck. So that was that was uh, one of the highlights of the trip. I'm looking forward to going this year. I really am. She's uh, already looking at Airbnbs, places for us to stay. and Because it's going to be our home for three months. So it has to have certain requirements. Like a heated pool would be lovely. Um the last place had a pool in the park, but we want, she, I think she's looking for a place that actually has a pool of its own, which would be cool. I'll be lounging by the pool while all the people here are freezing their little tatas off. And I won't feel one iota of guilt. I won't feel one shred of longing or missing home at all. I may miss my little apartment, but only because I like my little apartment, not because I'm dying to be in the heat of my little apartment. No, I don't want to heat my little apartment. My little apartment has baseboard heaters. You know how expensive them suckers are? Which is why mom said, I'm going to take you to Florida. That will help you with your heating bill. Yes, yes, it will. Because <laughs> even on a cold day in Florida, that's a whole lot warmer than a warm day here in the middle of January or February or March. February is actually the coldest month. Of course, you know, it would be. That's my birthday month. But uh, yeah, so, okay. Anyway, enough about that. I got kind of off on a tangent, which is not unusual. If you've been listening to my podcast long enough, you know that happens. 
Consider that your flashback Friday. Actually, I had something really good for flashback Friday. And where did I put it? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that with you guys now. I saved it. I know I saved it. Where did I save it to? It was a really cool, interesting tidbit for Flashback Friday. And I just found it. I just remembered what it was. Not that one. Oh, it was such a cool fact. And I even Googled, and it's true. I saw it on... Where did I save it? Oh, you know, I'm really unprepared for this, aren't I? I was so worried about how I was going to do the clips and where I was going to put the clips that I couldn't remember where I put Flashback Friday. And it was a really cool kind of tidbit. I think it was a duck. Might have been about a duck. Okay, Mr. Lutz, you said you sent it. And this is totally going into the podcast because, you know, you record stuff at the last minute, dude, and you're going to get called out on it. He said he sent it. So, okay, while we're doing this, we're doing this live on air, Mikey. (laughs) You know, I love you, dude. I'm asking him now where he sent it because he sent me an audio clip too. I'm afraid. Did I give him the right email address? Yep, I did. All right, let me just make sure that's the email address that I happen to be in. Yes, it is. Nope, don't see it, sir. Unless he sent it to Joe. He might have sent it to Joe. Anyway, if he did, his clip will be at the end of the podcast. All right, so moving along at speed of a flying turtle. Ah, our next clip. So you've heard from my sister. You've heard from my mother. You've heard from my brother-in-law. You can't hear from my brother because I honestly forgot to ask him. Oops. So now you're going to hear from another woman that I call my sister. She's not my biological sister, but she's like a sister to me. And that is Miss Crystal. Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal. There we go. Did say recording in progress. Blink so I know you didn't freeze. Thanks. <laughs> Talker guy in my, in my Facebook PM. That's kind of funny. Yeah, like you should see his picture, right? He's kind of cute. Crazy stalker guy's kind of cute. He looks awesome. gay. <laughs> you know, this is being recorded, right? This is all going in. I don't even care. Like, he, he seems like a very nice guy, I'm sure. Mm. But, yeah, no. I have not broken any of the news to him yet, but when he figures out that I'm in a 30-year marriage, he'll be gone pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're fun to dangle with for a while, and then, you know, like, oh, sorry, dude, I'm in a relationship. Oh, but he will ask you. I guarantee he will ask you, is it an open relationship? Yeah. Or he'll say something like, well, he doesn't have to know. But Atlanta, that's kind of funny. It's very funny. How how are you going to see him? Yeah, it's very funny. Oh, and you know what else I've done? Not only was I on the side of the road for a good hour today. Awesome. Um, I just figured out that the appointments I made for Soccer City tomorrow are the wrong day. They're supposed to be for Friday. So I have to go and cancel these appointments. And I don't even really know how I'm going to do that. And then I have to figure out how to book for the next day. Yeah. I'm confused. If you made them, if you already have the appointments, how come you have to cancel them? Tomorrow. Hmm? They're for tomorrow. Oh, and you can't go. Yeah, tomorrow's only Thursday. Oh, and you guys can't go tomorrow. Because you have to work Friday. Brian's going to Eganville. All right. And so, and I'm working all day. Ah. And then Friday was the plan because I have Saturday off. Mm-hmm. So that was the plan. Okay. So I'm going to start because you're yawning. So give me a second. Okay. So you've heard from my mom. You've heard from my sister. You've heard my, from my brother-in-law. 
Now you're going to hear from another person who's happened to know me for quite a long time. I kind of lived in her backyard and that's sort of where this journey has led me uh, this past year of podcasting. So say hi to Crystal. (laughs) This is my Crystal. You've heard me talk about her. You've heard me mention her. You've heard me gripe about her. Yes. Every now and again, I've bitched about her. This is my Crystal. (laughs) Hi, everyone. And as my brother-in-law said, I'm coercing her to say nice things about me too. Well, I'm not going to say any nice things about you, so I don't know what I'm doing here, actually. Because you love me, and I said you had to be here, and you went, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But um, I don't listen to the podcast as much as I used to because, uh, first of all, I was there for most of your stories, so I don't need to hear them for the 30 billionth time because somehow we end up. Somehow we end up telling the same stories to each other over and over and over again, forgetting that we were actually present for some of the stories in which we are telling. That is true. So, so I don't listen to your podcast every week. I but listen when it's in, important. In our defense, a lot of times when we were present for the same stories, we were at the same event. We weren't necessarily together. Correct. Correct. We always had different perspectives of the same situation. Yes. Because, you know, we like were the, in the wonderful different. tornado on the way to Flint's funeral. Correct. Holding the water bottle, catching the rain. I was thinking through the roof of the van. That was the best day ever. It wasn't the best day ever because of what we were going to yeah. do. But it was the best day ever because even though we could have died on the side of that road, <laughs> right? Like the truck could have been picked up, whisked away, could have drowned, totally Wizard of Oz all the way to another plane of existence. And we didn't fight, which is a freaking miracle. <laughs> no kidding. And you didn't yell at me for my driving. No, we totally Another miracle. banded together. Yeah, we totally banded together and worked through it. And that's what made that the, the best day because we were totally lost. Yeah. We were so late. But, but because, we weren't because when we got there, nothing had really started because it's... Because of the storm. Yeah. So everybody else was late because of that storm too. So, so it was almost as if we were all delayed for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we didn't try to kill each other. Um, We pretty much laughed our way through it, but it turned out to be the best day. Yeah. Yeah. Even the the celebration of life was good. Yeah. The celebration of life was beautiful. Flint was a beautiful man. Beautiful, beautiful man. Um, All hail the sun King. All hail. Um, and um, I will always, every time his name is brought up, he will always be the sun king for me. Mm-hmm. So um, beautiful man. And it was a beautiful day, but uh, it was a ridiculous moment in our time. It was good. <laughs> People need to understand why I'm giggling. Not be- And the thing is, is we're talking about a very dear friend of ours who has died and I'm snickering over here and they need to understand why. Crystal's camera on her monitor is kind of tilted up yeah crystal is not a short woman she's not an overly tall woman but she's taller than me and the way the camera's sitting all i can see is basically from the middle of her nose up 
So when she's moving back and forth and wiggling around in her chair, all I have is like this bobblehead of eyes moving back and forth on the screen. Yeah, because I fidget so much. Oh, yeah. We both do. Yeah. That's why I'm glad I don't do video. Video podcasts. Yeah, nobody needs to see. Yeah, nobody needs to see. No, that would require makeup and hair. And it's bad enough I have to do that once a month for the board meeting. Oh, good this month, though. You did. (laughs) You did. Did you know my mom had no idea and my sister had no idea? You didn't have to roll those things down? See? No idea. The diva knows. The diva knows. I wish you had it told me years ago. I would have totally rocked that thing. I used to have, I used to, I was in cadets for a short period of time and I had very, very long hair. And so I used to make those before you could buy those at a thing called the dollar store. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to make those out of pantyhose and stuff them so that I just had to like put a bobby pin in it. Very cool. Yeah. So I've been doing it that way always. And then I found those at the dollar store and went, oh, that's so much easier. Yeah. And the hair sticks to it nicely too. Yeah. That's the whole idea. So this is the lady that I lived in her backyard, in her trailer, in her backyard. Yeah. And several of the podcasts that I would say, you know, I'm recording from the trailer would be in her backyard. Those dogs that you would hear periodically were her dogs. Yeah. And I just want to say, so everybody can hear, because I don't think I tell her enough that if it hadn't have been for her, I don't think I would be sitting here with a year's worth of podcasts, still sane, <laughs> with a newfound backbone. I think that's out for... Okay. I'm I'm okay. sane enough that I can go out into the public. You're allowed into the public now. Yes. I can go into the public. Yeah. There were, there were days that were questionable. Oh, yes. (laughs) Those were the days that Brian would message you and say, you might want to check on Lupa. Not sure which personality has come out to play today. Yeah. Yeah. He was always very concerned about which Lupa was back. (laughs) I will. I am going to miss that trailer. I do miss that trailer. Yeah. The trailer's leaving for life. Really? Yeah. Mike's taking it. Really? Yeah. He's going to put it up uh, in a little site in Marmara. We have some mutual friends that still have a trailer up there. Nice. So he's going to take it up there. He's going to do the work to it that it needs. So it's staying in the family. Yeah. So it's totally staying in the family. Nice. So it's going from one wayward soul (laughs) to another. (laughs) To another. Yeah. 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 He, uh, the wayward witch. Yeah. He's been back and forth a couple of times. He helped me with my tires today. Oh yeah. That must have uh, been fun. So oh, it was not fun at all. <laughs> not fun at all. I'm driving down the road and I hear this really weird sound and I have a lane in my boom, ear. Boom, 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 boom. No, it didn't do that. It was really? just really weird. It was it was weird. And I said to Elaine, I wonder what that sound was. Maybe I ran over something. I said, but I don't see anything in my mirror, right? And she's like, well, you know, just be careful. And then I heard it again. And I said, Elaine, I think there's something wrong. She said, Crystal, will you please pull the car over? And I'm like, yeah, I think I need to pull the car over, Elaine. So I pull the car over. I am uh, just past the rock headed towards Mm. town. Yeah. But I haven't quite made it to the next main street. So I'm on that hill. Yeah. So uh, 
I pull over and I wait for the cars to go by and I get out and I look and I, I thought it was the back tire because I was having some air issues with that one. No, mm-hmm. it's the front driver's side. Oh, wow. Right. And so uh, I said to Elaine, I better let you go. I think I better call Brian. Yeah. And uh, I called Brian and <laughs> he, is, he didn't answer the phone the first time. And so I'm like, oh, oh, no, there was an angry diva on the side of the road. <laughs> so I phone back the second time and I get him and he goes, uh, hello. I'm like, well, hello. I said, you need to come and get me. He goes, where are you? I go, I don't know. <laughs> right? Just come find me at wherever. <laughs> you should GPS so, on me. So we got it figured out where I was. Like I'm, I'm kind of in a bit of a panic and I'm, I'm trying to keep myself calm because, you know, blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to keep myself calm, but I'm kind of like, oh, he says, I need more direction than that, hon. So after it was all taken care of, he comes in and he says to me, okay, we need to have a discussion. <laughs> okay. He goes, you know, you can call me anytime, anywhere from the side of the road and I will always come and get you. You know that. I'm like, yeah. He goes, but when you call me and tell me that you need me to come and get you and I ask you where you are and you tell me you don't know, he goes, that's not an acceptable response. (laughs) I can hear him saying that too. He says, so you need to know where you are (laughs) before you call me. And I'm like, well, sometimes that's not always so easy because sometimes I have tunes on. <laughs> I'm somewhere between switching to glide and radar love. Yeah. Figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. And today, Raven Shoe and McGowan. Yeah. And today that was totally the case because they had <laughs> just downloaded switching to glide. <laughs> or what? <laughs> That's from that conversation we had about songs that we can't listen to while driving unless we are in cruise control. Yeah. <laughs> I did 145 down the 407 because switching to glide came on. Yeah. I and just I'm, put it back on my phone today. <laughs> I'm weaving in and out of cars and I look down and I'm like, oh, I didn't know my car could go that fast. Yeah. Yeah, but I was being a really good girl. I wasn't speeding when it happened. I was totally just chilling out. I was on my way to my second last call of the day. Cat call? No, uh, I was off to see my polar bear. Oh. So that's what I did. I uh, I was on my way to see my polar bear. Cool. Yeah. So uh, cute polar bear. I had to phone his mommy and tell her what happened and tell her I wasn't coming. <laughs> and uh, then around five o'clock, I get a call from my rock star. You know, mm-hmm. my yes, your rock star. Mm-hmm. It's mommy. Uh, I thought she canceled me today, but no, no, we totally miscommunicated. Oh, so dear. I had, jump, I had to jump at Brian's car and run to my rock star. <laughs> he was very happy to see me. So, yes. So, yeah, uh-huh. I have. So tomorrow I have a really busy day because uh, I had the- that nail call over. Yeah. Did you see the dancing husky? No, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Uh, I love yeah. dancing husky. Oh, my little prancing husky. I love mm-hmm. her so much. Yeah, I'm going to go see her tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. All right, lady. I've kept you long enough. Oh, did you know it's Raylan's birthday today? Oh, no. Yes, it is Raylan's Yeah, birthday. I just saw that. I just happened to, because I had Facebook up, and I just happened to look over, and it's Raylan's birthday. Oh, no. Yeah. 
don't, so I don't know if she listens or not, but we'll just post. I'm gonna happy birthday to Facebook. Yes, we. I don't know if she listens either. I'm writing on her timeline right now. If you're listening to the yeah, podcast, gonna, Raylin, then I am typing your happy birthday right now. I I'm trying to, but obviously my day has took taken a toll because I can't figure out how to. I because say happy birthday, my twin. <laughs> Her and I look a lot awful lot alike. Scary how much we her and I look alike. What is today? 14. Yay. So I have my dental consultation on Friday. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of happy about that. We'll see what they have to say. So. This guy is not going away. Oh, this guy. I thought you said this eye. And I'm like, oh, you're supposed to have two. <laughs> people generally have two eyes. How many do you have? You well, no, people are have ridiculous. three. You tell me that all the time. What did I tell you? You love it. Some days I do. <laughs> I make you laugh. Yeah. If nothing else, I make you shake your head and wonder what the hell. Uh-huh. I, I keep you guessing. I do the same. Hmm, you do. You do. Oh, my arm hurts so bad. And you have to get a shot in it. It's preemptive hurting. Oh, no, this is still from my boyfriend. Mm. This is still the yeah. pain. You know, you my boyfriend is around. the dog. Okay, my boyfriend is a dog. My husband is not abusive. <laughs> I call him my boyfriend because I love him. He's and a if beautiful he was dog. Human, if he was a human person, I would totally leave my husband for him because I love him. <laughs> and he's one of the dogs that I see on a regular basis. And he got a little exuberant. I got overconfident. And there was an accident. That was a universal clue by four. Yes. And so um, little man's getting snippety snip schooling, some new schooling, but Ooh. not until I'm better. So I pulled out all the muscles in my right shoulder with this accident. Ouch. And so I'm still struggling a little bit with it about three weeks later. It is much better. Look, I can put my arm up over my head. That um, is a lot better. Which I couldn't do before, but I still have uh, weight-bearing issues. So after the day I had today and all the movement in my arm, plus I I worked. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm a little sore. Did I tell you about my triumph today? I don't care. I'm taking up all your podcasting time. Did I tell you about my triumph? Tell me. You know, the dog who has been barking at me for two weeks and yes. has refused to go outside and has refused to go inside. The hot dog throwing dog. The hot dog throwing dog. All right. Yes. Is now consistently taking treats from the palm of my hand. And today went outside with me and the baby. Ooh. Only barked at me one time. Did him's little business, got the little one to do her business, and then followed me back in the house. Nice. Now, I won't deny that I did have a little piece of wiener in my hand (laughs) that I was leading him with. Always bribe with the wiener. But I don't care. I'll take my triumph where it is. Take your victory. Do your victory lap. (laughs) I totally did my victory lap. I totally did my victory. Dance when I got home. Guess <laughs> what time it is? Oh no, it's but been that's that another, for a while. Pay that's another, I'm paying attention. That's another podcast. <laughs> 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 I 
when you, like, when can you actually ever come home again? Are you never coming it, home again? No, I'm coming home. It could be within the next two weeks, possibly, for, like, a yeah. visit. What do you mean for, like, a visit? You do actually live here, you know? I know. I know. I know. I know. I will be home. It's getting better. She's she's getting better. She's much better now. Yeah. No more, no more tube. Yay, no more tube. Yay, no more tube. So. Yay, yay. I'm very excited to hear that. Yeah. So. That's and good. as of as of Friday, my brother-in-law will be home for two weeks. So there you go. That's good. And he starts a new job on on August. So, but we should be able to get everything into a decent routine, and things should be looking up. So, all right, go to bed yet? Yeah, I have to go to your place and check on your plants. I haven't. How's my mail? Um, I don't know. I have two things here, but I haven't actually gone to your box. I guess I should do that. I'll get Brian to do it on Friday. You know what? Full. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? When we had to go to the store to get our mail, we never went. <laughs> it's a good thing I have all my bills emailed to me. And then once in a while, the dude would catch one of us. Like we'd run into the store to get smokes and, told, and he'd look at us and go, are you ever going to pick up your mail? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, did Brian okay. have any luck with that uh, website I sent him? I do not. Oh, yes. Yeah, we spoke to that woman already. Absolutely no pets. Ah, all right. There was a couple other on there that I told him about too. So he said he would look into them. We what are, are you doing. My, I am very sleepy and my eye is twitching and it was yeah. twitching so fast <laughs> that I had to try and stop it. It hurt. You looked ridiculous. You looked like a fish. Guppy. Snorked. You snorked. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, ladies so, and gentlemen. I'm going to let this lady Joe? go. Joe, I think that's your name. Is your name Joe? His can name you, is Joe. Yeah. Can no, you leave the snork. Can nope. you edit out the snork, Joe? Nope. No, there will be no snork. No edit, snork editing. That would be awesome, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> leave the snork. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. This is my crystal. Thanks for being on the show. Bye. So, yeah, crystal and I can be a little. Where is this recording? What is going on here? Okay. I need to explain to you. I'm having very a little technical difficulties with my recording. I'm trying to record it in one cohesive piece. So in between each person's comment, like I will say my piece and then I will pause and then I will have to import their comment into Audacity and then I have to copy it, but I have to make sure it's in mono because you can't copy stereo. And then I have to not, I have to split it and then I have to copy it and then I have to paste it where I want it into the podcast track. And yeah, this has been like a learning experience. I've gotten applause from my live studio audience a couple of times. I'm very proud of myself. Joe, I'm terribly sorry that you have to edit this, but you know, <laughs> probably would have been easier if I had just said insert so-and-so here, but some of them I haven't actually listened to. So I insert them and then I listen to them, which is one we're about to listen to now. Um, this is my friend, Steve, and I haven't actually listened to his comment yet. So you're going to get a live reaction when I'm done. My name is Steve Mink, and I've known Stephanie Barty for about 33 years. It, wait, wait a minute. 33 years? What the hell? Where has all the time gone? I mean, she was like a, just a young little whippersnapper at about 16 years of age. And now 33 flogging years have gone by? Crap, I blinked. 
Anyhow, uh, just wanted to say that, Stephanie, you have been an inspiration. You have been one of the best friends I have ever had. And for 33 years, I have cared deeply for you and wanted to wish you also congratulations on your one-year anniversary of your blog. I look forward to many more conversations with you. And when COVID-19 is all over, I look forward to giving you a big hug. Take care. Podcast, dude. Podcast. (sighs) But thank you, Steve. That was really sweet. Yeah, 33 years. Wow. Yeah, I guess we did meet when I was 16. Holy moly, because I was dating his friend Richard at the time. Much to my parents' chagrin, because Richard was 23 and I was 16. (laughs) My parents were not impressed. Yeah, Steve is much older than I am. Um, I think he's five or six years older than I am. So he's still stuck in the age of the blog. Anyway, but it's all good. It's all good. That was very sweet, Steve. Thank you so much. Yeah, 33 years. Wow. It's funny, you get to this age and you look back and it's it doesn't seem like that much time has passed. It doesn't seem like you've known these people for that long. But uh, yeah, I, I knew him um, when I was 16 and then he was there for the birth of my first child for Andrew. Um, his girlfriend at the time was in my first wedding. She was a, a bridesmaid in my wedding. And I think we invited him and his girlfriend at the time to my second wedding. <laughs> and he's always been there, you know, when I've been in and out of the hospital. He's always available to come visit, come hang out, come keep me company. If I needed something, he would bring it up to the hospital for me. He would pick up Phil and bring him up to see me. Um, I did a long stint in the hospital. I did about three months. And, I mean, he was bringing me movies, and he was bringing friends up to see me, and, you know, he would come and he would spend hours because Phil was on shift work, so there were some days Phil couldn't come because he would work from, like, 2 in the afternoon till 11 o'clock at night. Visiting hours are over at 8, so Steve would come up at, like, 3 or 4 in the afternoon and hang out and stay until visiting hours were over, and sometimes we'd close the door and watch a movie and... You know, because I'd been there for so long, the nurses were just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, we've seen each other through some tough times, and we've seen each other through some good times. Um, We went to, we used to do some absolutely ridiculous things back in the day. This was back when I was in my 20s. Oh, no, I was 17 or 18. Yeah, 16, 17, and 18. We we drove all the way to Toronto. Now, to drive from Midland to Toronto is about a two and a half hour drive. And he is a big comic book nut. So we drove all the way from Midland to Toronto for a comic book. Now, apparently, this was a rare comic book. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. Um, But he had to have this comic book. And I think it was like Superman number three or something. I don't know. I don't know. It was a rare comic book. Anyway, so we drove. And round trip, that's a five-hour trip because it's two and a half hours down. Then you got to get to the comic book shop. You got to go in the comic book shop. And I'm sorry if you take a comic book nerd into a comic book shop, you're not in and out in five minutes. That's not possible. It's not even in their realm of understanding. You can't say to them, "We're popping in quickly." It doesn't happen. I have known a few comic book nerds in my day. I have been into a few comic book stores, shops, with said comic book nerds, 
And it's like they walk in, and I swear, in their head, they hear music. Like, ha-ha, as they come in the door. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if that one elusive comic glitters at them from the back of the store. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But anyway, we went to Toronto for a comic book. We went to Canada's Wonderland, paid $25 to get into the park for a candy apple. Now, mind you, we rode all the roller coasters while we were there, but the main reason that we went is because they had the best candy apples in all of Ontario. And we wanted a candy apple, so one Saturday we decided, let's go. Loaded up the car, called a bunch of friends. There was about 15 of us, and we all went to Canada's Wonderland, which is, Google it, it's Canada's, you know, answer to Walt Disney World. Or Universal Studios. Yeah, Universal Studios, because Canada's Wonderland is owned by Paramount. So it's Canada's answer to Universal Studios. And... We went to Canada's Wonderland for a candy apple. It was great. I think the scariest moment I ever had hanging out with Steve, Steve Penny and I were coming back from said five-hour drive to get a comic book. And I was asleep in the back seat. I, you know, laid down in the back seat because, you know, I do. Penny was asleep in the front seat. And apparently so was Steve. (laughs) You know, he said we were driving along. And what woke me up was the rumble strips. You know those those rumble strips you hit on the side of the road? Well, these were in the middle of the road. And he hit those rumble strips, and it woke me up. And, and I kind of sat up, and there he is, snoring away, driving off under the middle of the other oncoming traffic. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Wake up. Yeah, I didn't drive with him at night for long distances anymore after that. That was a little scary. So, yeah, that was my friend Steve. We've, as he said, we've known each other for 33 Stinking years. Good Lord. Anyway, okay, so moving along. Uh, Thank you very much. My next clip is from a very, very, very dear friend of mine. I've listened to this clip, and she made me cry. And I'm going to try not to cry again this time. Because I just, I love this woman with everything that I have. She is an amazing woman. She drives me crazy. I drive her crazy. I tell her she drives me crazy. She knows it. <laughs> but she would give you the shirt off her back if I called her up today and said, I need you. She'd hop in her car and she'd be here without question, without a thought, without, you know, a reason. She would just get in her car. Lupa needs me. She's there. It's just the way she is. Her husband is the same way. Her kids are the same way. I've watched her kids grow up. I still look at her youngest kid, Cyrus. If you've gone to the World of Myth magazine, you've seen his art. I st- Every time I look at him, I still see him as a two-year-old in those yellow fuzzy footy pajamas. I can't see him as this 18-year-old boy. He's still two. <laughs> he will forever be two. So we've been to a lot of events together. We've been to a lot of places together. We've done a lot of things together. So, um, my friend, Melissa Small. Stephanie, or as I know her by her fest name, Lupa, what can I say about her other than it was this crazy girl that dated my brother? Can you believe she actually dated my brother? Yep, really happened. So, after that, we knew each other here and there over the years. We met at different festivals and events um, that we did. um, And she just became my soul sister. She's the one person that I turn to when I need help. She's there. She's always been very loyal. Uh, Stephanie, you were very kind to a girl that was lost and you helped me find my way spiritually. And I just, I loved hanging out at fest with you. I remember one festival we did with the pirate flag. If you remember the pirate flag that I stole from the pirates and then we blamed it on those poor Viking dudes. Yeah, I thought World War III was going to happen that night. 
Yeah, I remember that fest, hanging that up over top of the outhouse where they had stepped inside the outhouse and they had the flag hanging and you could see the pirate flag. Yeah. Yeah, we were two crazy hobbits that survived to tell the tale. And then we did other events together. We did the Coldwater Witches Walk and Steampunk Festival. It was like adventures and babysitting me, babysitting, because you were my hand there. You helped me out. You helped me get dressed. You helped me put on all the makeup. We did all of that together, and, and you didn't kill me. Uh, so I thank you for that. We couldn't move. I remember not being able to move through the festival because so many people wanted to take my pictures, and you were there to make sure they didn't kidnap me and stick me in a van. Uh, because I swear to God, if there was a van that was marked Star Wars, free Star Wars crap, I would be the crazy person that would jump inside the van to get the Star Wars crap. So she was always there to make sure I, I didn't get lost in some place. And then for the Coldwater Witches Walk, I remember hanging out with old fest friends, with Barb and all them, hanging out at the different um, witches walks together and, and doing our witchy stuff. It was a lot of fun. And ghost hunts. <laughs> I remember doing ghost hunts together. Oh my God, I don't remember the place we were at, but it was near Penetang and we were trying to sneak into this old haunted house and we all chickened out on, on the way up the laneway and we ran all the way back to where the this parkette was and we're all sitting around killing ourselves laughing because we were a bunch of non-brave ghost hunters. I'm telling you right now, we are not the bravest of bunch. And then just going to cons at Astra. At Astra was such an amazing con to go to and I really miss miss it. But we drove to Ad Astra in that old Chevy van of mine we, I called Ghost that was named after the Star Wars Rebel ship. And it would sometimes start, sometimes not start. And then trying to find parking spots for a big, giant truck in the middle of Toronto was lots of fun, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, and everybody, she's terrified to drive with me because apparently I drive like a crazy farm girl. So you've all been warned. Um, conventions that we did were Ad Astra really miss cons. I know she does too. Uh, she was my co-pilot that screamed and yelled at me on drives. <laughs> we either got lost, or we got stuck on the highway somewhere, and had to sing along to Jimmy's cheesy uh, soundtracks. <laughs> Remember that? Singing along to downtown. I won't sing because dogs will howl, but going down the 400 singing that song. But she was been my handmaiden for a lot of events, my gopher for competitions. And without her, I don't know what I would have done at a lot of the Ad Astra event, conventions. Because she was my den mother. She made sure I drank and I ate. And she even dressed me because a few of my costumes I could not get in myself at all. Trust me, my hands don't bend that way. Uh, so I kidnapped her between a lot of book panels and chasing stars around like Timothy. Uh, <laughs> we did our cosplay stuff. And yes, people, I got her into cosplay. Yes, I know it's a miracle, but I got her into cosplay. She was Mara Jade from Star Wars Legacies Universe, and she just rocked it as Mara Jade. I have another thank you to say to her was thank you for Elmville Sci-Fi Festival because she was one of our first authors that came out to our festival and she was amazing. She hung out at our events. She helped out. She stayed behind. She helped clean up. She did everything. Like She was just amazing and I, I couldn't thank her enough for everything you've done. Um, you'll always be an honorary member and hopefully next year we'll be able to sit at, a, at the event together with our books. Because my goal is this, this fall to get that book published. So, Because that's, that's all your fault too, by the way. So <laughs> I have to say, though, that Stephanie introduced me to the world of Myth Magazine and helped me get a few stories published there. And without her help and encouragement, I'd never have the nerve to get my own books published. With her help and friendship, it's been a huge uplift for me as a writer 
to not give up and keep going to get my books published this fall. I'm doing this on my own. It's been a scary adventure, but without Lupa's support and help, it's it. I never would be as far as I have. So I want to thank you, Lupa, for all your support, and I want to congratulate you on your anniversary, and I wish you many, many more. Thank you. Ah, the pirate flag. Okay. <laughs> I actually forgot about the pirate flag. So we were at an event, and there's always different groups. There's uptown, there's downtown. We were downtown. There's Vikings, there's pirates, and downtown we were kind of the pot stirrers. We were kind of the, um, I'm just going to say, we were the shit disturbers. We really were. We would do something and then we would sit back and we would blame somebody else. And then we would watch it all unfold. It was highly entertaining. So pirates had kind of moved in downtown and we weren't overly thrilled. Um, Cayman would bring his pirate ship down and we would go into town and we would hit the dollar store. And the first time we went to the dollar store, we came back and we had a big blow up pink monkey that we put on his pirate ship. And we put Hawaiian lays on a big blow up alligator that we put on his pirate ship. We put, we went and got wooden letters and we painted them all up and we put downtown property of downtown along the side of the pirate ship. Um, And then we got other people in on it too. And our friend Franco, who does amazing horoscopes. Yes, that Franco, the one that does our horoscopes. He went and got some yellow Bristol board and he made a boot for the tire on the trailer of the pirate ship. So it looked like it was locked. And then we did a big parking ticket and stuck it to the side of the pirate. We never did anything that was permanent. Like we didn't deface anything permanently. So the pirates were getting a little, you know, cranky because we kept blaming the Vikings because nobody saw us actually do it. So one night at the Revel Fire, drums are going, people are dancing, everybody's having a good time. And I see Mel and she's hunched down and she's sneaking off and she's got like her, her cloak, her shawl on and she's like hunched down like a little ninja. And she's about the same height as I am. So she's hunched down like this little ninja and off she goes. I'm like, where is she going? Not five minutes later, she comes back with the entire, not just the flag, but the entire flag pole, including the pirate flag. <laughs> and like, look, guys, look what I got. Um, okay, Mel, you need to return the flag pole. We took the flag off the flag pole and she returned. Off she went, little ninja with this big, you know, six foot, eight, I think 10 foot flag pole. And off she goes, nee, nee, nee. she sticks the flag pole back in and she comes back and doesn't get caught. So we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. And the pirates hadn't noticed that their flag was missing. I mean, it was the flag at the beginning of their camp. It announced where the pirate camp was. Hadn't noticed their flag was missing. So, of course, we had a huddle. We had a margarita, and we had a huddle. Okay, this is getting boring. Nobody's noticed the pirate flag is missing. So we can't have the duel. as, And it's usually, it, it ended up being like a competition of strength between whatever two factions we happened to pit against each other. We had arm wrestling on logs one night. It was kind of fun. So we decided, okay, the pirates need to know their flag is missing. So Mel and uh, Conrad, off the two of them go. And Mel is in her little ninja stance. I swear she like hovers above two feet above the ground when she gets into this little ninja stance. And off she goes. She got the pirate flag and so does Conrad. And the two of them go to the outhouse. Now, if you've ever been to an outside event, you know the blue porta potties and they have the white 
roofs on them. And if the moon is out, you can kind of, like, it lights up the inside of the porta potty. There's a light, you can see it glowing. So, what they did is they put the pirate flag on the outside of the porta potty over the white part of the roof. So, when you went into the porta potty and looked up, there was the pirate flag looking down at you. You couldn't miss it. Nobody saw the pirate flag. Nobody. It was still there the next morning. Nobody noticed the pirate flag in the porta potty. Not one person. So then we sent Conrad, who happened to be a Viking, with shield and sword. Off he went. He took the pirate flag off of the porta potty. Well, then the pirates noticed there's this Viking standing there with said pirate flag. We couldn't have planned it any better. We couldn't have planned it any better. So, yep, sword fight ensued. It was great. So, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she was a sneaky little thing. <laughs> and I, like I said, I do, I do adore her. She is my soul sister. And thank you very much, Mel, for your kind words. And I'm so glad that you're, you're pushing forward and getting your dragon books published because they are amazing books. And it's an incredible story. And I'm very proud of you. So I love you, girl. All right. Where are we going next? Where are we going next? So... There's this dude, all right? And he's kind of part of the world of myth. He is a myth. <laughs> and he sent me some stuffs. I haven't actually listened to it, so I'm a little nervous. Yeah, we're going to listen to... I'm not sure if we got Mythmaster. I'm not sure if we got Kevin Adams, but we're going to find out. So, um, yeah, either there's going to be some tears and somebody's going to lose their cat and their chainsaw again or you know there's going to be happy tears and he's going to redeem himself and all will be lovely so we will see we will see okay ladies and gentlemen either Mythmaster or kevin adams i'm not sure you know of all the things i thought i'd be doing today this isn't one of them no 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 you're holding that hatchet all wrong now Put it down, put, put, put it down, put, no, no, put the hatchet down. What's that smell? Oh, <laughs> it's just you, body. <laughs> you mean to tell me that people have been listening to your show for a year now? Or at least you've been sitting there complaining and whining about your life in general and... It just so happens that people may or may not listen to it. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I suppose you want me to tell you a story. Well, last year, during COVID, probably around February, I got to go to PCE, and it was my first time, actually, in the physical, let's say, and I was coming in, and someone, namely Stephanie, thought I was a cosplayer of an ordinary sort, Psh, whatever. I, in my magnificent robe and amazing disguise, looked around the lovely halls. Finally, when she figured out who I was, she was like, oh, I thought you were a cosplayer, but no, no, it is I. The one, the only, Mythmaster. And I suppose if I have to say something nice, let me check and make sure it's in my contract. No, don't have to be nice to worry. No, you don't have to kill somebody or something. No, 
Nope, nope. It doesn't say anywhere in my contract that I have to be nice, but I will say to you, congratulations on whining and moaning and having your own podcast for over a year. So, there's that. Pleasant night, miss. <laughs> and this is why I'm on the network. Just saying. Anyway, thank you, Mythmaster. You might want to get a new script writer. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> How's your uh, victim pool looking lately? I uh, don't think people are as afraid of you as they used to be. Might want to up your game a little bit, dude. Anyway, thank you very much, Mythmaster, for your well wishes and sweet nightmares. I appreciate it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we ended up with the Mythmaster. So, there you go. Okay, so, moving right along. I, actually, yeah, I, I can talk about I did meet him. Um, I wasn't expecting to see Mythmaster. Like, I didn't know what his costume was going to look like. I didn't know, you know, what he was going to have on. So, I saw him kind of wandering around aimlessly. I went over to give him a application for the cosplay contest, which, you know, considering what he would have been up against, it was probably in his best interest to not enter. But when I realized that who it was, it was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. You know, we got some decent, pretty cool pictures. There's one where he's attempting to choke me, and I think there's one where he's choking Dave, and I think there might be a few other ones out there of him. But, yeah, it was fun. It was it was nice to have the, the World of Myth mascot at uh, PCE. So... It was really cool. It was, it was kind of neat to see him in person. And uh, every good business has a mascot, and he's ours. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I did actually way back, way, 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 and I do believe I still hold the record for breaking him, way back when I was in the process of building a fan base for my book and a readership base on the magazine, um, I was interviewed by the Mythmaster. It was a fun little interview. I had a lot of fun with it. It wasn't, I didn't take it a whole... It, was, it wasn't like a serious literary interview. It was just a fun see if I can break the Mythmaster and escape his dungeon kind of interview. So it was a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. So moving along. So let's go to the folder of podcast clips and see who else is still waiting in the wings. Um, now, and none of these from here on out have I listened to. I have not listened to any of these from here on out so we are going to go to i got a comment from a miss zoe i'm letting my live studio audience know that i'm going to be listening to zoe's comment if she would like to come and watch is she not feeling well Aww. i told her she could watch me react to it live but she's feeling a little under the weather right now so she can listen or her dad can tell her you know live studio audiences are great Okay, so this is the comment from Miss Zoe, the fabulous artist, Miss Zoe, I must say. Hi, my name is Zoe Montoya, and my favorite memory is when, uh, after, like, my school, I got into Dakar and did Nupa, and my sister had little headbands, and they could, we have headbands, and we have head, and we have headbands on our head. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Nupa's best. That's one of my favorite memories, too. Um, that was during the week leading up to uh, PCE. And Lily wasn't in school yet, so Zoe, we, Dave would drop Zoe off in the morning, and then him and Rebecca and Lily would come and pick me up, and we would they would drive around, and they would do all their thing, and I would hang out with Lily in the back seat of the car. And I think we were at, I want to say, 
Target. I'm not sure. Might have been Winners. Anyway, it was like Target store, but, you know, for cheap folk <laughs> like me. Um, I think we were picking up, they were picking up like some office supplies and stuff that they needed. And Lily and I were just kind of wandering around and we found these these metal headbands and they had little pink glittery kitty cat ears on them. And I, as soon as I saw them, I'm like, ooh, ooh, yes, yes, they must be mine. And I bought three of them. And like Zoe said, she climbed into the back seat of the car and there Lily and I were sitting there with our headbands on and she's kind of like, you could see the look on her face. Like she doesn't want to ask where hers is or if she got one. And she kind of looks, you know, almost disappointed. And I whipped out hers and her face just lit right up. And the three of us sitting in the back seat with these headbands on. And then we ended up going to Staples. And I said to Zoe, I said, okay, your dad and I had this bet going on the football game. And one of the things for the bet was that he had to be silly in public. So we wore our little headbands into the Staples. And there was some song on, you know, playing on the music on the radio. And I looked at Zoe and I'm like, watch this. And I took the headband and stuck it on Dave's head. <laughs> and he, did, he walked around a couple of aisles, dancing, bobbing his little head with his little pink headband, a cat ear headband on. Zoe and Lily were just dying. <laughs> They're killing themselves laughing. It was great. He held up his end of the bargain. He was silly in public. The girls loved it. I was killing myself laughing. It was a good day. It was a good day. And it had been a stressful day because we were, they were like going here for the banner and here for tickets and here for this and here for that. And we just kind of just needed that, that moment of frivolity. And anybody who knows me, even my mother said, you know, I'm the wildest, happiest kid that she knows <laughs> that's hers. Um, I, I bring the fun sometimes. I am the fun in dysfunctional. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I loved I and I still believe my headband, my, my ears, because I forgot them in the back of Dave's Jeep. And I do believe that they are still there under his seat. When I go back in October, I will find out. If not, there will be three new headbands that will be purchased, possibly four, because I think Dave needs one too. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thanks, Zoe. I appreciate it. That was very sweet. Now we are going to, and when I was there, I had a nickname for her. She was my minion, and everywhere I went, she went. Everywhere she went, I went. And we sat beside each other, and we just pretty much hung out together the entire week when she wasn't in school. It was great. And yeah, she was my little minion. Now you're going to hear from my pet monster. <laughs> that is Lily, her little sister. And that was that's my nick that was my nickname for her and it, she was always on my hip and then Zoe was on my right side holding my hand. Wherever we went, I had Lily on my hip and Zoe in my hand. <laughs> and then we'd go to some store. I tell you, it was good endurance workout that week cuz Lily was like a full-grown kid, you know. Not this little baby. She was a kid. So it was nice to know I still had hips to put a kid on, too. It was, you know, kind of reaffirming. But, uh, yeah. So whenever we would go out together and the kids were with us, um, Dave and Rebecca would be off doing PCE stuff and I would have the girls. So they would generally be on me somewhere, <laughs> attached. <laughs> off we'd go. And we would, um, and we were in Staples and the three of us were bored to tears and they were looking at uh, tickets to I don't know raffle tickets or something and 
Um, they were looking for wristbands. And the three of us were just bored out of our minds. So we're kind of stuck in this one aisle. And we didn't want Lily wandering off because she was little. So Zoe and I kind of, I took one end of the aisle. She took the other end of the aisle. And we were kind of pretending we were playing grocery store. And Lily was just kind of going back and forth between the two of us, taking orders and <laughs> getting stuff and then putting stuff back. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we made the best of it. There was work that had to be done. And there wasn't a lot I could do, so I entertained the girls. And in doing that, I kind of formed a, I don't know, I formed a bond with these girls. Like, I adore these two girls, you know, to pieces. And I told Dave, if we ever stop being friends, I'm still going to have a relationship with his kids. Because I had a relationship with his kids before him and I were friends. I will have a relationship with him after we're friends. <laughs> if that ever happens. Because they are amazing kids, and I do adore them. So, okay, I think I've gushed about Zoe enough, and Lily. So, all right, this is Lily Montoya. My favorite one, a pot, 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 a and it doesn't matter what it is or what she's doing. She's kind of in her own little world. Like she's she's in her own little energy bubble. And she just kind of floats along and she's like, okay, whatever. And I've seen her do some things where if I tried to do that, I'd break something. <laughs> I don't understand how like she can balance like that and not fall. Or drop something or trip. It's, it's just, I don't know, something... Something's holding her. <laughs> She's moving through the world. Thank you, Lily. That was very sweet. And don't kill the cat. And those in the know will know. <laughs> and they will be laughing. Don't kill the cat. I'm going to make her a shirt that says don't kill the cat. And I think as a joke, I'm going to make her dad a shirt that says the cat. Because that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> don't kill the cat. <laughs> okay, so we, we have now been at this for an hour and 20 minutes, and there are only two clips left in my folder. My friend Mish was going to do a audio clip, and she may still. If she does, it'll be put on to the end. Um, she's had a bit of a tough time at the moment, so, you know, I know, <laughs> I was, I'm kind of afraid, because her and I have a lot of history and we have a lot of stories and not all of them need to be shared. <laughs> Some things are just left, you know, yeah. My daughter-in-law was going to record something, but she, she's got her hands full with my grandson. Um, oh, hell, she's got my, her hands full with my son. <laughs> I think it's easier looking after my autistic grandson than it is my son most days. And she will tell you that. She has told me that. She, she has told me that, you know, some days dealing with James's meltdowns are 10 times easier than dealing with my son's attitude. And all I can say to her is, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. So if I get those, they will be tacked on to the end of this. But now we are going to listen to Mr. Lutz. I just got his. So let's see what you got to say, Mikey. Yes, I am saving. I do have the last one, obviously, is going to be Dave. Um, he is the one that owns the podcast and kind of this is all his fault. Um, 
I was I was over at Mythbits doing my thing and you know having my growing pains and my emotional breakdowns and he went you know what we're gonna give you a new podcast so he did so this is his fault just saying <laughs> with love um, okay so we're gonna listen to Mr. Mikey and see what he has to say better be nice I know where you live hi everybody Mike from the Three Nose Podcast formerly of uh, the world of myth bits just here to congratulate Stephanie on 52 episodes of Lupa's Bits congratulations Steph do uh, vividly remember the first time I uh, got you to uh, step into the podcast ring and how nervous you were but you've uh, come a long way and I can't wait to uh, see where the next 52 episodes take us see you later Aw, thanks, Mike. I have to have you and Jay back on the show again. That was kind of fun. You know, loop his bits unplugged, unfiltered, unsomething. I don't know. Undone. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Yeah, this is kind of yours and Dave's fault because there was a conversation way back when, like two years ago now. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Over two years ago. And I woke up the next morning and was voluntold I was going to be a podcaster. And here we are. So, yeah, I, I do believe my live studio audience is trying to look like he's stretching, but is patting himself on the back. <laughs> he's giggled a lot throughout this episode. I do have to say that. It has been a roller coaster ride from day one. It has been a emotional and spiritual and physical journey for me to do this podcast. And I do have to say, I am very grateful to the JZO Modcast Network for allowing me to hang around. I'm very, 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 very grateful to Joe for editing my podcasts every week and to Dave up until when Joe took over. I try and limit my ums, but I'm pretty sure that Joe has a file that is just like 500 ums. <laughs> he was saying that he can tell when I do an um just by the sound wave on the file. So, yeah, I, I um a lot. Thank you, Joe, for being so patient. And I'm sorry this one is so late. Yeah, I'm sorry that this one is so late this week. I was waiting for some more like for the clips to come in and i sorry <laughs> you can't do it you can always give it to the boss man but i have faith in you anyway we are already hitting the almost hour and a half mark and i just want to say thank you to everybody who has rode this roller coaster with me for the last 52 episodes uh i wouldn't be here doing this week after week if it weren't for you guys tell i, I trust me I have seen podcasts come and go on our network. If they aren't getting the listeners, they get moved on and they get replaced with a different podcast. I've seen podcasts that haven't made the network because they don't have the listeners. So I want to thank you all for sticking it out and for a lot of you followed me over from MythBits and came over and stayed. And I appreciate that. You have no idea how much I appreciate the fact that you guys tune in every week, not knowing what you're going to get, but tune in faithfully every week and you listen to my podcast. And um, some of you send messages of encouragement when I'm having a bad week. Some of you send messages of, uh, no, you're wrong. I disagree with you. When I get onto a rant, 
that touches a little close to home. And I appreciate all of that, every single one of it. It means a lot to me. And like I said, I wouldn't be here doing this week after week after week if I didn't know you guys were out there listening, you know, and I appreciate it. And I want to say thank you to Dave. <laughs> poor Dave. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. He has, has had to put up with a lot when it comes to me. <laughs> I want to say thank you to him for taking a chance on me. Even way back when, just taking a chance on me with my book and then taking a chance that, you know, I might actually be able to do a podcast and then giving me my own podcast in the hopes that, you know, I had enough chops to carry a podcast that didn't revolve around the magazine. I want to thank him for putting my face on a shirt. Dude, that's epic. Like, it's I, I mean, it's right here, here with me. Like, you can't see it. I suggest you go to Myth Mart and you buy one. But, dude, it's, like, it's really cool. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. Like, my face is on a shirt. So, yeah. I was showing that to my niece and my nephew today. And they're like, that's Aunt Teffy. That's Aunt Teffy. Yep. My nephew thought I looked scary. And I'm like, awesome. That's the point. But, uh, yeah. Thank you, Dave, for everything that you do for me, put up with from me. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> on that note, we're now going to listen to his comment. And I may have to revise my thank you? I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So uh, the um, owner of the show is about to speak. So this is Dave. Hi, this is Dave Montoya. I am the chairman and CEO of the Jaisalman Dartmouth Company. And my memory for Stephanie, uh, I have so many. I mean, one of the first ones that pop into mind is back in 2017, we were working on developing her book. No, actually, that's not true. That was 2018. Uh, we were developing her book, and there was a kerfuffle in the editing. And the very first time I actually received a video message from Stephanie, uh, I remember she was not happy. In fact, uh, one of the one of the the lines that she used is she took her finger and circled her face, and she goes, "Not a happy camper." Uh, that well, is I I just laughed. It was one of my favorite memories, and of course, my other favorite memory because I get to pat myself on the back was that she was very leery about leaving the world of myth bits and taking her followers into a new direction with. Lupa's bits, and it took a lot of convincing to get her to the show. And look at her now; she's 52 episodes in. She's the strongest podcast on the network, and she's got her own brand. So happy 52 anniversary, and happy 52 to come. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> I had to take a minute and compose myself. Because A, it was very sweet and, you know, brought a tear. And B, I was killing myself laughing because I had completely forgotten. I mean, I knew I was upset about the original galley for my book. And the I tell you, it was page four, bottom of the page, last paragraph, third line down. <laughs> they had completely rewritten the line and it made absolutely no sense. And I was, I was livid. I was absolutely livid. And I thought, you know, it was his editor because, I mean, I didn't know him really at that point. I barely knew him. I knew, you know, he had some guy editing it. OK, but what it was. Yeah, it was a complete mistake, not on his part at all, but on the, the printer of the galley. 
had done something. I don't know. It was just, it was, I, I, and I do, I do that, that circle the face and this is not a happy face. <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows they've seen me do that. And that was, yeah, that was the one of the very, very, that was the very first video message I sent Dave was, this is not a happy face. And then I proceeded to send him pictures of each page up till I think I stopped at like page six or page seven because I just couldn't go any further. It was breaking my heart. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and he immediately fired. Like as soon as he, he saw all of that, he immediately fired back a message right away. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's wrong. That's not, no, no, <laughs> nothing was changed. Not like that. Nothing was rewritten like that. So yeah, I had completely forgotten. I'm surprised he's still my friend <laughs> or that he even wanted to be my friend. If that was like the first message that I ever sent him, the first video message, like, this is not a happy face. Does this look like a happy face? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And moving from myth bits to my own show to Lupa's bits. Trepidation is a mild word. There was crying and kicking and screaming and more crying. You heard my farewell episode on Mythbits. There was a lot of crying. And to be honest, I honestly felt like I was being punished, that I had somehow screwed up and he no longer wanted me to uh, take care of the network's podcast for the magazine. And he was kind of just, you know, giving me something to appease me and, and, you know, I would eventually grow tired of it and it would just go away and that would solve his problem. But that wasn't the case. And I know that wasn't the case. But at the time, because I was comfortable in Mythbits, I was, it was like an old sweater, you know, you, you put it on, it's full of holes and the, the threads kind of hanging off and it doesn't really fit you anymore, but it's your favorite because it's so soft and it's comfortable and, and, that's kind of where I was with myth, myth bits is, is I was comfortable. I had completely outgrown it, but I was comfortable. It was all I knew. So yeah, heading into a new podcast terrified me. I thought for sure I was going to fall flat on my face. And I probably have a few episodes, but you know, it's always funny to watch. Yeah, I was, I was, I was heartbroken that I felt like he was taking myth bits away from me when he was kind of just moving me into a direction that I was already growing in and and kind of giving me that space to continue to grow and to mature into the podcaster that I am today. So again, I'm sorry <laughs> for not trusting you. <laughs> I'm much better at doing that now. I don't question him near as much as I used to. Well, no, wait. Okay, let me rephrase that. I still question him. But it's usually I'm playing devil's advocate and I'm making sure that he has covered all contingencies because sometimes he does go off on this grand idea and he hasn't really thought it through and I have to kind of pull him back down to earth and go, hold on. But I don't question the decisions that he makes for me and for my career, whether it's my writing career, whether it's my editing career, whether it's my podcasting career. Oh, good God, I have three careers. Holy, I don't question the decisions that he makes. If he says, okay, you're going to do this now. I'm like, okay, what do I need to know to do that? Because I've never quite done that before. I will honestly say that in the three years that I have known him and I have been friends with him, I have learned an awful lot. Hell, I, I, I was podcasting tonight. I, I 
using audacity for one thing and that this program used to scare the bejesus out of me i used to podcast with my cell phone i would record it on my cell phone convert it to an mp3 and send it to dave and he would go oh god and fix it (laughs) and now joe's getting you know fairly decent stuff recorded in stereo it's got all of the information that it needs to have and then tonight i've imported clips into the podcast so that it goes from me talking into the next clip and so on and so forth. And yeah, it's I, I moving me to loop as bits is giving me a confidence that I didn't think I would ever have to be able and not just in podcasting, but in doing a lot of things because I'm sitting here every week talking to you guys and I never thought I'd do something like that. At least on the world of myth, I could talk about the magazine. I could talk about housekeeping. I could talk about stuff that was coming up that was going on in the company. Over here, I don't have to talk about any of that. I can talk about whatever I want to. And when you're given that kind of freedom, trying to figure out what you're going to say is a little daunting. It's a little daunting. So y'all got to come on my emotional roller coaster because, well, you know, I can talk about that for hours. Now I'm given like a a task or a job within the company and it's like, okay, I'll figure out how to do it. If I can't figure out how to do it, I'll Google it. (laughs) He had me, uh, I'm not a comic book nerd. I've read them. I used to have Archie comics. I used to have Mad Magazine. I used to have Cracked. I think I had a couple of Spider-Man, maybe a Superman. I did have an X-Men I don't know which one it was. I don't know. Wolverine was on the cover. But he had me edit, before it went to the editor-in-chief, a comic book. I'm like, uh, uh, what am I doing? I know what I'm doing. And he handed me this this chart and said, this is how you're supposed to do it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I sat there and I stared at my screen and I looked at this template of how you're supposed to edit and, and grade a comic book for reader content and you know is it r-rated is it g-rated is and i'm looking at it going what i have no idea what i'm doing why would he do this to me (laughs) is he just waiting to see if i'm gonna fail but i figured it out i asked him a couple of questions and by the time he actually answered me i'd already figured out what i needed to know and i googled google is my friend for a lot of things and then he sent me a book after I had successfully managed to edit a comic. It was just a little one. But I was very proud of myself because I was given something that I had never done before, ever. And I figured it out. And I did it. And I actually did it right. And then I was able to pass it off to the editor-in-chief. And then I didn't have to worry about it anymore. It was great. It was awesome. The first time that's happened for me. Because I'm the editor-in-chief for Dark Myth Publications. I got to hand this over to the editor-in-chief of Dark Myth Comics. It was awesome. Here you go, dude. You can fix any mistakes that I may have made. (laughs) See ya. I'm out. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) You don't have to worry, but once it leaves your plate and goes back to the editor-in-chief, you can just stick it right out of your brain. (laughs) I got to see a video today. Speaking of being an editor-in-chief, I got to see a video today from one of our authors that opened his book that um, kind of went from waiting for a contract from somebody else to realizing that that is not going to be fulfilled to being offered a new contract to being signing the contract and working and editing the book and getting it all perfect and doing the cover and getting it published 
within less than a month. And watching him open that envelope and hold that book in his hands, and it's like, I worked on that. I was running, I was showing my mom, and I was showing my sister, and I was showing my brother. This is what I do. This is why I do it. See, remember the week that I was all crazy? <laughs> and I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm working. Or I can't. I'm working. This is what I was working on. This this here. That, that book right there. That's the one. My mom laughed, and she's like, okay. All right, I get it. Yeah, it was it was a proud moment for me because it was a proud moment for him. I mean, he even got a little choked up looking at it and holding it. And I remember that feeling. I remember what that feels like to hold that book that you've worked so hard on. And, I mean, I watched month after month after month in the magazine this story building and, and being created. And it was a credible thing to watch. And then to be able to see it as a book in his hands, kind of like Dave with, with The Missing Unicorn, it's, it's a very emotional and surreal experience for me because I had a hand in that. I didn't write the story, but I helped them make it the best that it could possibly be and helped them put it out there in the world. Dave always says all he wants is, you know, the video. Just he wants to see that first video when you first open that box or you first open that bag and you hold that book in your hand for the first time. And I didn't get it until today. I thought, oh, that's sweet, you know. I didn't get it till today, till I watched that video and I saw him holding that book and the emotions and that ran across his face and knowing that I helped that to happen. It was kind of a humbling experience for me. So anyway, I think I've, I've probably talked your ear off and other people have talked your ear off long enough. And I'm not exactly sure, but there may be a couple of more comments tacked on to the end of this podcast. If there is, I will give a pause right here. And we're back. <laughs> so that, you know. And I will say thank you very much for sticking around for 52 episodes. And we'll see where the next 52 take us. I don't have anything planned. I don't have any, you know, big schedules or grand ideas or, or, or any thoughts on changing the podcast. It's, it's why, why do I change something if it ain't broke? Don't fix it. But it will change. As I change, it will change because it is an extension of me. It is, Lupa's bits are all of the pieces of who I am, all of my bits and pieces. And you get to see that, you get to witness that every week. And I, I appreciate you guys so much. Okay, before I get all sappy and, and cry, I actually made it through without bawling. There were tears. I warned you at the beginning that there would be. There were tears. But I want to say thank you very much to everybody who listens. Thank you to, to everybody who works on the show. I appreciate you all. I couldn't do this without you guys. Believe me, I could not do this without you guys. No, <laughs> I would not do this without you. Joe, don't ever leave me. <laughs> I cannot do this without you. Not even maybe. Dave, thanks. Okay, I'm out of here. You guys know where to find me. Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, TikTok, you know the places. Come find me. And just a reminder, the 15th is magazine deadline. Get your stuff in. Just saying. See, there. Housekeeping. <laughs> I will always and forever be a member of the world of Myth Magazine. Doesn't matter where I go. It will always be a part of me. So... Have a good week, everybody, and we are on to episode 53 next week, and we'll see what it brings. We'll bring back 
Fun Fact Friday, because I didn't do Fun Fact Friday. I kind of did a Flashback Friday this week, but we'll do Fun Fact Friday next week. I'll see if I can find that really good one, because it was kind of interesting. It was like a Twitter, and I think I kept it somewhere. Maybe, oh, wait. It was a tweet. Maybe I kept it in my pictures. Oh, you might get a flashback, a fun fact Friday before we leave. <laughs> Guess what? I found it. Okay. What's weirder than ants farming aphids like humans farm dairy cows? No, seriously. I kid you not. They put aphid eggs on plants. They hatch them and they guard the herd from predators. When tickled by ants, aphids produce honeydew from their butts which the ants drink so they protect these little aphids live a life of luxury they get to eat all the little plants they want they've got these big ants protecting them from predators they get a little tickle every now and again they spit out some honeydew the ants are happy the aphids are happy it's a very symbiotic relationship but can you think about it ants farming aphids like we farm dairy cows who knew there's your fun fact Friday. <laughs> That's the fun fact that I wanted to share with you because I just thought that was just the coolest thing. Like, I want to go find these ants that are farming aphids. I want to watch them. All right, everybody, I will catch you all next week. I hope you've all enjoyed this almost two hour episode. <laughs> Thank you all very much. I love you all. Mwah. See ya. There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry